What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Valley. We have an exciting show for you today, but before we can do that, we have to talk about our buddies over at Prize Picks, and they have an exciting offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks is the fun and easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players in and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times in any entry. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three points made, fantasy points, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks also allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Steph Curry's points combined with the under on Aaron Rodgers' passing yards in the same entry. Prize Picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks. Don't forget to use the promo code TAKEOVER so that they know that we sent you that as Prize Picks. Promo code takeover. All right. So what we're going to do this week, uh, it's pretty simple. We're going to preview NFL wildcard weekend, which in my opinion, um, eh, it's tied. I, I think this weekend and the NFL divisional round are the two best uh, weekends of football uh, in in the entire season. Uh, I kind of prefer wildcard weekend just because there's always that upset that does end up happening. Um, and it just makes it makes for really exciting football. So uh, what I'll do is I'm just going to go in order that the games are going to be played. I'll give you we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. I'll give you my prediction and then we'll move forward. So we're going to kick it off. Saturday is the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, this game, there's two games on, on this slate that I just think are awful games. Uh, this is one of them where I just it really would have been awesome if the Lions would have been able to to be the team uh, rather than the Seahawks because I think the Lions had a much better chance of at least making the game competitive against the Seahawks. I don't give the the Seahawks, excuse me, against the 49ers. I don't give the Seahawks much of a shot at all against this 49ers team. I think the Lions could have at least challenged them somewhat on the offensive side of the ball. The Seahawks, what we've what we've seen from the Seahawks the last couple of weeks is just not there. There's nothing to really feel confident about in that team, uh, especially last week. They, they struggled to score points against the the Los Angeles Rams, who pretty much gave up on their season weeks and weeks ago. So the fact that, that they struggled, they had to go into overtime just to beat the Rams. You know, I how can you feel confident about them going into this game? They're on the road. They're going to be in in 49er territory. The 49ers are the best team, in my opinion, in the NFL right now. They are playing the best football of any team. You have Brock Purdy, who uh, is just the, the guy is, has been a sensational quarterback since he started, you know, that's not hyperbole anymore. It was obviously the first couple of weeks when everyone was giving him his flowers and, Oh my God, you know, is this guy the next great thing? He's played like a stud at week in and week out. Nothing seems to face him. He has very much of a Joe Burrow aspect to him in the sense that the moment never seems to be too big. They're healthy, and I think that's the biggest thing with the 49ers. If the 49ers are healthy, I think as a roster and just as a team and the way that they're performing, they're the best team in the NFL right now. I understand the Eagles have a better record. I understand that Kansas City is still sitting out there in Buffalo and in Cincinnati, and I respect that. But I think right now the 49ers are the best team in football the Seattle Seahawks are nowhere near that. And I think that the 49ers pretty much take this game. This is essentially a bye week for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, moving on to the night game. This is one of the, to my, in my opinion, one of the two best games. So there's two really bad games this weekend. There's two really, really good games. This is my favorite game of the weekend. Uh, but I think this is one of the two really good ones. Chargers at the Jaguars. This game has all the makings of being a classic. 
All right. Now I understand the Jaguars absolutely demolished the Chargers in week three. They beat them by almost 30 points. It wasn't much of a ball game. This is not the same Chargers team. This Chargers team is actually healthy. And this isn't the same Jaguars team either. So I think what we're going to get is a high scoring affair. This is going to be a non-defensive battle because neither team really plays defense anyway. And we get the opportunity to watch two, two of the of the best young quarterbacks in the game face off against each other. Trevor Lawrence had a slow start because of his of, of the mismanagement of, of coaching that he had to deal with his rookie season. And Justin Herbert has been making up for the lack of coaching that he's had his entire career. So we get to see two young quarterbacks in their, you know, building up to their prime. I think this is an all-time shootout. I think this is going to be an all-time classic type of game. I think both teams are going to be in the mid-30s when it's a final score. I think this game ends with whomever has the ball last in the fourth quarter. I'm taking the Chargers, but I don't feel great about it. I'm taking the Chargers because of my allegiance to Justin Herbert, and I just think this is Herbert's time. He's going to start getting it done. He's he's answering all of those questions that have been, you know, can this guy win? Yeah, he puts up all the gaudy numbers, but you know, he hasn't he doesn't have a winning record. He's finally made the playoffs. Let's see him actually do it. I think he actually puts it all together and I think he's able to pull out this win. However, like I said, I don't feel great about it because the Jaguars are one of the hottest teams coming into the postseason. Now, Trevor Lawrence has cooled off. He for a stretch, he was playing, he had he was playing quarterback the best out of anybody in the league. His numbers were sensational. He is he statistically was the best quarterback in the NFL for about a four to five week stretch. He was unbelievable. The last couple of weeks, though, he has he has cooled off a bit. This last week that he played against Tennessee, he almost lost in the football game. They lucked out because Tennessee was playing their third string quarterback. The Tennessee had all but just completely collapsed on the season as it was. And I think that they got bailed out by playing a bad team. However, I think that that game was somewhat could say a playoff game for the Jaguars and for Trevor Lawrence. So any of the, those nerves, any of that uncertainty, I think Lawrence got that out of the way last week. So I expect him to come in and play as well as we saw him play a few weeks back. So again, I'm taking the Chargers. I don't feel great about it, but I do think that that Herbert's able to make one more play at a key moment than Trevor Lawrence is. And I think that the Chargers will be the ones who move on to face off against the Kansas City Chiefs next weekend. That brings me to Sunday. So this is the other game that I think is just an awful watch, and that's Miami at Buffalo. That I'm not going to spend a long time on this because we still don't know if Tua, now at the time of this recording, we still don't know if Tua is going to play. I don't think he's going to. And if that's the case, neither Teddy Bridgewater nor Skyler is going to be able to do much of anything against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I think this is a very much like how the C, the 49ers get a bye week against the Seahawks. I think the Bills are going to very much have a bye week against the Miami Dolphins. Even with Tua, even if Tua did play in this game, I still think the Bills take care of business. The, the Bills have, have been built up for this moment. The, this entire season has been about them getting to the postseason. They've they've had to you know scratch and claw, and obviously we know the the whole Demar Hamlin thing and and everything else that they've had to to work through to get to this point. This is the moment for for the Bills. This is this is the Bills' time to finally put their foot on the throat of their opponents and prove that they are the superior AFC team. I think this is this is where it all starts. I think Josh Allen puts it together. You know, I believe that he. I understand he's had some struggles in the red zone this season. A lot of people have been linking that to the fact that Dayball is no longer there. Maybe that's true. 
but I believe that we're going to start seeing the best of Josh Allen. Again, last year we saw Josh Allen throw 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the postseason. I think we get that Josh Allen back again this postseason. Uh, he is poised to go on a run, and he's. I think he is going to end up not to not to spoil anything, but but I do think he's going to at we'll say at least make it to the AFC Championship game. So I expect the Bills. I expect the Bills to take care of business and take care of business handily. So I I think this is this is a relative walkover, and I'm just I'm not excited for this game. I just I I don't. There's nothing that Miami has shown the past couple of weeks without Tua to make me feel at all confident that this game that this is going to be anything but an absolute blowout. The next one, which is, I think, the other really interesting game and exciting game to watch is the Giants at the Vikings. Everyone is taking... So here's the deal. I, I said, I've said for weeks, the Vikings are going to be one and done. I'm now hesitant because everybody is taking the Giants. Everyone is picking the Giants to win the game. And usually when that happens, when it's... Obviously, when you, when it's expected to be a blowout like the Bills or you know like what the 49ers are, are probably going to do, that's different. But when the teams are are not necessarily that far apart from each other, and I don't think the Vikings or the Giants are very much one team is 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 monumentally better than the other. When the public completely goes on one side, it makes me very nervous to agree with the public because usually the public ends up being wrong, right? So everyone is picking the Giants. It gives me cause to pause. Now, I'm still going to take the Giants in this game, okay, because I've said for weeks, and I'm going to at least have the courage of my convictions for this point in time, that the Vikings were going to be one and done. I think the Giants are a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings. I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I'd even say that I think Saquon Barkley is a better is a better running back than than Dalvin Cook. The Giants have everything they need. They also have the better coach. The Giants have have every tool at their disposal to be able to win this game in Minnesota. I think they do it, but I think this is a close game. This has all the makings, by the way, of the Vikings going up big early, and then the Giants clawing their way back and winning in the end, and the, and and you know Kirk Cousins making a mistake. Or doing something crazy. Now, again, this game's not, I don't believe this game's at, uh, no, this game isn't at one o'clock. The, the Miami Buffalo game's at one o'clock. So we got the Kirk Cousins curse coming on as well. They're playing a later game. We know how Kirk plays. And the closer he gets to prime time, the more his palms get sweaty and his butt gets tight. And, you know, we see, we see how Kirk performs in certain mo moments. Like I said, I, I don't feel great about this pick because everybody's taking the Giants. But I just, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't buy into the Vikings. The Vikings, again, they, talent across the board, there is no reason why the Vikings shouldn't be in the NFC Championship game this year. I said it at preseason. I said it when I gave my predictions on the season. I said, this team is poised to be in the NFC Championship game because they're just that talented. However, I just, I, I like the Giants. I do like the Giants. I like Daniel Jones. I like Brian Dable. I think everything that they've been doing it's just going to work. I'm taking the Giants in this game. I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game, something you know, like a 27-24 type game, 27-21, something to that effect. I don't know if that's considered high-scoring or not anymore in the NFL, but I think there will be points on the board. But at the end of the day, I do, I do like the Giants to pull this one out. And then that brings me to the Ravens and Bengals. Again, it, 
if Lamar Jackson's not playing, it really does, to me this game is pretty much a walkover. We just saw last weekend how bad the Ravens look without Lamar Jackson and just how poorly their defense is playing. The Ravens have limped into the playoffs. This is the worst Ravens team I've seen in a long time. They're, it's actually a miracle that they're even in the playoffs because to me, there's the Steelers definitely deserve to be in the playoffs over the Ravens. You can even make an argument that the Patriots deserve to be in the playoffs over the Ravens. The Ravens have no business being in the postseason. I think the Bengals are going to take care of business. This game is another one of those that's going to be relatively a walkover, in my opinion. Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind of late. I've talked about, I think he's the MVP of the league. The Bengals are going to take care of business. I think this game is going to relatively be a blowout. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if the Bengals don't win by more than two touchdowns. And then finally, that brings me to the Monday night game. This game is just, this game has all the makings of being just an absolute dumpster fire for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys have to go to Tampa Bay to face off against the Buccaneers. And who doesn't expect Tom Brady to just, to just pull this game out? I mean, we've been saying, we've been talking about this for weeks, right? Brady is, as soon as Brady makes the playoffs, everyone's heart drops a little bit because you know he's going to pull something out of his butt in the last two minutes of the game. Now, Tampa Bay is arguably the worst team coming into the postseason this year. They suck on offense. Their defense hasn't been able to put anything together. They've been terribly coached, in my opinion, all season long, and yet they're still here and Tom Brady is still playing quarterback. So because of that, I'm taking the Bucs. Now, the Bucs have no business winning this game. Dallas should go into Tampa Bay and slaughter the Buccaneers. Like, this game shouldn't be close. It should be very reminiscent to what Dallas did to Minnesota back in November when they went to Minnesota and everyone thought that was going to be a great game, and they just kicked the crap out of the Minnesota Vikings. The Dallas Cowboys should, do, should be doing the exact same thing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The problem is Dak Prescott, as, as Colin Cowherd has said, Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins with a better press agent. Dak Cousins can't get it done. He's not that guy. He's proven time and time again the way that they just performed against, against Washington with their third-string quarterback, Washington playing for nothing. And Dallas couldn't even get it done. Dallas played all of their starters all game long, and they played one of the worst games I've ever seen them play. Dallas is in a world of hurt. I don't like their confidence going in. I don't like their momentum. And Mike McCarthy, to me, is the most overrated head coach in the league. I like Tampa Bay here. I think Tampa Bay beats them. Again, three-point game. It's going to come down to Brady coming down at the end of the game, doing his game management thing that he's been doing for his entire career, being able to just milk that clock, work his way down the field, and end up winning it with either a field goal or with a touchdown pass. Whatever he needs to do, he will be able to get it done. So. Again, I like the Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans, but you guys are going to have another offseason of misery. And that's just the way it's going to be. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning and listening. I greatly appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you don't miss any of the other great shows we have for you here at the network. If you are listening on uh, through Apple or Spotify, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and a review. I will greatly appreciate it. And I will be back next week. We will uh, we'll discuss the games that happened. And then I will obviously preview the, uh, the divisional round for both the AFC and NFC playoffs. Hope you all be well. Stay safe. I'll talk to you all again next week. 